Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is BP. Hi! And Baxton is back. Hello. Today we are playing Guditama, the tricky egg card game. The designer is Ben Eisner of Tidal Blades Heroes of the Reef and Steve Ellis of Train Rising Sun. The artist is Wujin Clark, and it was published in 2019 by Renegade Game Studios. The game description, Guditama, the tricky egg card game. Channel your inner lazy egg in this over-easy trick-taking game. Take as many cards as you want, but don't get scrambled on the last card. Oh! So could you just take the entire deck if you wanted? I mean, that's what it sounds like. The mechanics are <laughs> trick-taking. Wait, isn't that just like some card game term? Yes. Okay. So basically, uh, players play cards from their hand to the table in a series of rounds or tricks, which are each evaluated separately to determine a winner and to apply other potential effects. The most common way to win a trick is by having the card with the highest value of the suit that was led, but many classical card games use the trump system, where the certain cards, usually those of a designated suit, will win the trick if they are played. So that's kind of the definition of trick-taking. And uh, Paxton, how would you describe that box art? I mean, you're not wrong. It does have an egg butt. There is an egg butt. It's an egg, and it has a butt, and it's laying <laughs> on cards. Yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon-looking egg yolk on top of an egg white. Yeah, it's very Japanese anime-esque. Right. So is it supposed to be the over-easy egg, like you would get on like a sunny-side-up kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's a yolk, because he's laying on the rest of the egg there. And he's supposed to be lazy, apparently, yeah, by your description. He looks uh, very tired. So he's tired. like on his beach towel. Yes, yes. And he's just kind of laying out. And it says, my turn? Because he's not that's, paying attention. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the cover. Uh, would you pull this off a shelf, Paxton? Probably, because it looks ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> and that's what every child would say. Yeah. yeah. So since we have cornered the child into playing a child game with us, where we don't even know if it's really a child game. Yeah, yes. And cornered? And with just no option. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> um, yes, I actually have a, uh, so I actually journal a lot and I collect uh, notebooks. And normally I really love like uh, Japanese inspired or even Japanese produced stationery. And I have a little teeny tiny notebook with uh, Guditamas on it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would pick it up. I heard, well, one, it's Renegade Games. Oh so yeah, Renegade School. Usually pick them up. And then I, I've heard uh, both... Um, uh, Mandy and Suzanne talk about this one. So, do you like those two? Um, I think I feel like I tend to like games that are more on par with those two. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, how do you guys think it's played? Paxton, have you ever played a trick taking game? Have you ever played hearts or spades or anything like that? Don't worry, I haven't either. I don't know what no? that is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you have played trick taking games. I uh, have the crew. Was a trick-taking there, there were some games we played on the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you guys had to teach me what this term meant. Yes. It says complexity level one, so... <laughs> right. So yeah. we should be okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have to play tricks, which just means that, okay, like, so in a normal deck of cards, right, you've got, like, one through... No, you have two through ten, right? And then you have the jack, queen, king. You've seen a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So normally what I think is like in these trick taking games, like you, one of those cards is worth more than the others. So kind of like war, you've played war, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of along those lines or even you've played cribbage with us, right? I don't know if he has. Yes. Yeah, oh, he yes. has. Cause yeah. I think he beat you once. I- yeah, I Never. did. Yeah. I'll, I admit to nothing. The first okay. time I played, I kicked your butt by yeah. like five points. Mm. Uh, so I think that has like that kind of idea in it where you want to like have like certain cards in an order. So, but we have to think that this is cutesy. So it's not like they're just going to be numbered two, three, four, right? Maybe it's like exploding kittens, but not like exploding kittens. Right. So, but that the cards each have different characters on them. I mean, they're all egg yolk butt, but maybe egg yolk butt is with his shell on, or maybe he's sitting in a hot pan. One of the cards, he's in an avocado as Mm -hmm. the pit, and the other one, it looks like he's in a bowl of rice. So I think you guys have described the art of the game. Well, so so the thing is, is you don't want him to get in the pan. Okay. So you want to get rid of that card. Okay. Uh, so there's gonna be there's gonna be like rounds, and and maybe we're we're read it to me again. Okay. Uh, the tricky egg card game. Channel your inner lazy egg in this over easy trick taking game. Take as many cards as you want, but don't get scrambled on the last card. So, yeah, so you're taking cards, right? You don't want the pan card. So, kind of like a hot potato where you don't want that one. If you get the pan card, you're out, and then there's probably going to be a card that's like, nope, goodbye, pan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so the history of egg butts. Right. The history of egg butts. Okay. So because you were like, oh yeah, Sanrio has, um, produced, right? Some of the uh, associated miscellaneous, right? Goodies. This is a Sanrio character. Uh, with Guritama. And like I said, I actually do have a Sanrio little notebook with it because I do love the Sanrio little character and stationary stuff like pens, note cards. Like I love that kind of stuff. Uh, pencil cases. So um, the history of Sanrio is actually was founded in 1960. You guys, this company is older than us and has like produced a phenomenal amount of like pop culture icons. So is Hello Kitty that old? Yeah. No. Okay. But so it started off as a silk company and then quickly like moved from just producing silk to producing rubber sandals, but then put like little cute flowers on it and doubled their profits. And they're like, really seriously sandals with cute little stuff on it sold like crazy. And boom, then you just decide on, right. You hire a couple cartoon artists to help draw cutesy little things to attach to all of your cheaply made products and hello kitty. Hmm. And then some of her other uh, colleagues come into place uh, so that by 74, Hello Kitty was added to the lineup. It's interesting to see companies like that. So they started with Silk and Nintendo started making playing cards in like the 1800s. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, Yeah. And so, right. So since then, they grew and they grew and they grew. Um, By 2003, they were winning things. They partnered with UNICEF at some point, which if you are unfamiliar with UNICEF, UNICEF is one of those really big like conglomerations that just produces like tons of stuff. 
Um, yeah, and also to do like conscientious type of stuff. Um, 2006, they got digital. Uh, 2010 was their 50th anniversary. Um, and interestingly enough, for both you and I, who are very familiar with the March 11th, 2011 earthquake, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. um, San Rio, uh, they were in some uh, court battles with some Dutch company who were selling what sounds like probably knockoffs of their product. They ended up, they were like, hey, March 11, like this thing happened in Japan. Like we can't bother with you guys anymore. Here's like a settlement. Um, And instead decided to focus on raising a bunch of money for relief. For those not familiar, that was the earthquake and tsunami that hit uh, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In 2016, they uh, joined with Loot Great which I know the kid was always super excited about Loot Crate stuff and many other people because... There's a Hello Kitty Gundam. Yeah. Yes. Is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, Hello Kitty exploded, especially in the 2000s. In 2020, the original uh, founder did step down for his grandson to take over. Hmm. So there you guys go. A little Sanrio is older than all of us, but has played actually some significant roles throughout our lifetimes. Yeah. There was a penguin character. That was always my favorite. I don't remember his name. And he was I just, a frog, I think. Uh-huh. Penguin one started Choco with like cat. a key. Um, all right. So you guys want to know how to play? We told you how it gets played. Yeah. Unfortunately, you guys were way wrong. So... Mm, I'm uh, not surprised. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the game is played. All right. Played. So we have to pay attention now. The game is played o- <laughs> The game is played over a series of rounds, each round consisting of about seven hands. Not about seven hands. It is seven hands. Okay. The game ends when any player equals or exceeds 21 points, and the player with the lowest point total is the winner. Oh. The so first- not like blackjack. Correct. Okay. The first player is randomly chosen. But I would a couple I thought of were the last to eat an egg, the last to make an egg look like it has a butt. The last to take a nap, because it's a lazy egg to mm-hmm. take a nap. Uh, so those are the ones that I thought of. Um, I don't remember the last time I had an egg. I mean, I had an egg in stuff, but yeah, not like an egg Yeah, we had fried rice recently. Um, oh, yeah, we had fried Ooh, rice. I deviled eggs a couple of weeks ago. There you go. All right, BP gets, uh, she gets to go first. <laughs> At the beginning of a round, the first player plays any card from their hand. Play then goes clockwise with players making one of two choices. They can either play a card that is of equal or higher value uh, to the highest card that's out, or they can play their lowest value card. At the end of the hand, the player who played the highest value card is the winner, and they will start the next hand. There are There is one exception. If the highest card is a 14, they pick another player, not themselves, to lead the next hand. If there is a tie, the player who played last of the highest cards goes first. The player that wins the final hand of a round uh, will score the card they played and put it face up in their scoring pile, with one exception. If someone plays a one in the final round, then all players will score the card they played. If no player has scored 21 or more points, play another round. If a player has 21 or more points, the game ends, and the player with the fewest points is the winner. If there's a tie, the tied players play another round. And those are all the rules. Let's play.
finished a game of Tama. To recap, uh, BP uh, ended the game when she reached 21 points. Woo-woo! Uh, Kiwi finished the game, that was me, uh, with 13 points. And Paxson was our winner with 12 points. Winner, look, winner, look, chicken dinner. It looked like uh, a... Was that like a pun intended? No, it's a common phrase from like, started in Vegas. Yeah, chicken, egg. Oh. I did it, but I now I just... Oh my God, you guys. So it was clearly an unintended pun. Uh, I think we played, what is it, seven rounds? And everyone won two of them, except for BP, who won three of them. Um, interestingly with- enough, we all won with sevens and sixes. Mm-hmm. So, Paxson, what was your winning strategy? Uh, do all the high cards first, and I realized, like, halfway through that the nines, the tens, the eights, and the sevens never get played. So, I eventually started playing them before the, like, twelves and the thirteens. Okay. <laughs> that way you could end up with the twelves and thirteens towards the end? Yeah, so I could use them and then still have the lower cards left. I noticed that's what you were doing in that last hand. So that actually was a pretty good strategy. I didn't think about that. I was going the same route. I was just trying to get rid of all my high cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying real hard to get to a one in that last hand, but mm-hmm. I never, never was able to get there. Did we get to talk about my strategy? Yeah, I was going to ask. BP, what was your strategy? My strategy was to play the cutest cards first. <laughs> there you go. Uh Clearly, a winner. Probably not as effective. <laughs> I mean, it worked pretty uh, well the first it round. Did. But as long as you have fun. Oh, I do. Um, so the theme, Paxson. What did you think about the theme? Did you feel like you were an egg yolk butt? I did not feel like I was an egg yolk butt. Huh. Interesting. Okay. But it definitely had a lot of egg yolk butts. Yeah, the card, like the writing on the cards is very funny and the ridiculous pictures are also pretty nice yeah pp uh i mean it's a card game Mm -hmm. with tricks is the word that you guys use for card games that is the mechanism yeah yes um so uh i mean wasn't it about an egg taking it easy i think i feel like could it have been anything slapped on cards oh absolutely because that's what trick games are except that this was the cutest little egg yolk with little butt cracks, like showing on every little single card, like a number seven with the bacon, like just like slapped over its butt with like an eye mask that says, stop talking. Like, I, I mean, it was Sanrio. It was cutish. And I think for the theme, if that's the theme, which is right, a cute animated cartoonish egg doing silly stuff wins. Yeah, so I would say there is no theme. And I'm going to point to a little blurb from the instruction booklet that says, this game is based upon a Northern European class of games known as Cucumber. There are many Ooh, variations. Cucumbers would be fun too. There are many, many, many variations and it is our hope that this variant becomes an instant classic with a new group of players. Uh, so yeah, the, the theme is not important in this game. The only thing that the theme is, is, is the art. Um, this game could have been anything. Right. Yeah. I said that. Yep. I was just, yeah. So table presence. I think you guys have already alluded to it with the art. The cutest thing ever. Which one was your favorite card? Hamburger one. Hamburger oh, one. yeah. Hamburger right. was my favorite. Too. I liked the rice bowl one mm-hmm. as well. And the the sleeping one is pretty cool. The number seven, yeah, yeah. the sleeping card. Oh, and the uh, 
The avocado. There are obviously nice. so many cute ones. Yeah, 12 though. I think the first time I saw 12 with the burger and the like box of fries next to it too. Like that was one of my favorites. Yeah, the burger is my favorite. Um, and the 13 is pretty cool. Oh, and the one where he's in the ramen and he's like, like something about I'm too tired, but that's okay. I liked that one. Hey, don't eat my bag. No, I just got coke. I'm stuck oh, yeah. and too tired to care. Yeah, I, I like, like that, that one, one too. Yeah. Yeah, so the art's definitely, art's definitely cute. And uh, I think the card design itself, like the graphic design, doesn't take away from it. Um, everything's pretty easy to read. I think my the most annoying part is the the numbers. You can flip the numbers. You know, you, if you flip the card, the number is the right side up. But the art only goes one way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I was constantly flipping my cards over. Mm-hmm. So you so could I, read the. So I could read the things. Yeah. Yeah, because they have like the cartoon bubbles for speech on them, and yeah. so you have to, uh, yeah, flip them the right way. And that's my only complaint about the art, and that's pretty pretty menial. Yeah, for sure. Get over uh, it. <laughs> mechanics yeah mechanic like the trick-taking thing like we've talked about it in the past like mm-hmm. if, you, if you haven't played trick-taking games like that that idea so i i tried to take that out when i was describing it saying just like these are hands and yeah. you win no. the highest card it, it, i thought what was interesting is in a lot of trick-taking games like you're you are actively trying to win as many hands as you can because like that's how you get points mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that you know paxton talked about it when he was talking about his strategy where he realized Hey, don't get rid of my highest cards immediately, because I want or those medium-ish cards. Yeah, get get rid of those as fast as you can. And I, and I think you know what Pax brought up is is played out with you know the cards that we ended up scoring as points. We're all, were all like the cards low-ish. in the middle. Yeah. Um, but you know it, it changes how you play a little bit because how do you get it so that you only have low cards in that last hand? Yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting take where the only thing that scores is the last hand. Paxton, what did you think about that? Because clearly you figured it out before the rest of us. Yeah, how'd you figure that stuff out? Because obviously I don't have strategy like this. Uh, I just ended up with a lot of the medium cards at the end. And I was like, I want to get rid of these now. Thank you. And so I figured mm-hmm. out, hey, I'll play like these first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if someone has like a... Yeah. A nine, I can play a 10 or an 11 versus a 14. Well, I thought, I thought, I just I went would have to play 10, 10 up oh. were the higher cards and below that between like after four are the low card mm-hmm. or medium yeah. cards. Yeah. Pat, BP, what did you think about the mechanics? There were cute cards. <laughs> uh, player interaction. Paxton, did you think there were a, there was a lot of player interaction? Did you I have guess. to pay attention to what we were doing? Uh, kinda. Yeah, because you had to pay attention to what cards they were playing and what numbers they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you think we were interacting a lot throughout the whole thing? Or yeah. Yeah. BP, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, and it's a quick thing, so it's just boom, 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 and you definitely do have to, I mean, you're not going to be able to sit and and analyze, ooh, how many cards does he have? It's like, I feel like all card trick games, as they are supposedly called, and though I've never played any of them, I feel like they're supposed to just be, you know, like quick things that you're just like, Constantly settling down. I suppose if you can count cards, you can figure stuff out. But yeah, I feel like if you have the like the speed at which this game can go, I think if you have the capability to count cards at that speed, like 
you probably shouldn't be playing this. You should probably be in Vegas, like making. Money. I was, yeah, thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, like I don't think that kind of person is going to play this game. Like, is it possible? Yeah, sure. But I think the game moves so fast, like mm-hmm. you don't really have a chance. The only downtime you have is when the deck gets shuffled before a hand gets exactly passed out. So, like, you really don't have time to to do other things. So, like, I think I think the player. Yeah, and I feel game. like if you're playing a card trick type game and you're playing this one, you're playing it for the art. Let's be honest. I mean, if you're just playing like a hearts or a spade, you're just going to pull out a standard deck and sure. just do that. You're playing this game because it's cute as as old get up. And so you want to read off every little bit every time you play the card. Yeah. Like we did. Uh, so now we come down to the quintessential question. Paxton, would you play this game again? Yeah. Why would you play it again? Cute cards. Will you play with me? If we took the art out of it, would you play it again? Probably not. I'm with the kid on that one. Okay, so you guys are playing definitely for the art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look at that cute little egg yolk butt. Yeah, I, I would play it again. Um, I mean, the reason why I bought it is because I was on the other side of the country and I wanted something small to travel with, but I wanted to support a local mm-hmm. game store. Um, Are you going to say what game store it was yeah, to give them a uh, shout out? Paradise Games in uh, Oceanside. Oceanside, California. Um, we used to live locally to them and now we don't, but I wanted to support them uh, in these times, I guess we could mm-hmm. call them. Um, so I like the small size. I liked the quick play. Um, is like I think Paxton pointed out, it, it's a complexity of one on the box. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, th- this is a good uh, filler game. I think mm-hmm. all of t- oh, yeah. 25 minutes of actual play time. So like if you're waiting for somebody to show up before you start a big game, like mm-hmm. this is this is a perfect game to play. And it's so cute. And it's cute. And it's just it, it it's good. Um, I mean, Shake or get out of the way. Yeah, it's not going to win awards, but there it is. And that unless it wins art awards. I don't think it'll win art awards, but the art is very fun. Mm-hmm. And that is Goody Tama. So if you have any recommendations of games you want to hear our impressions on, uh, fun, standard, serious, or otherwise, please go ahead and send any comments our way, uh, especially if you want to hear more teenage-friendly games where we can totally rope our child into a teenager, I guess, now, into playing games with us. Uh, the email is firstturntabletop at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram, we're at firstturncast. So, Podcasting Camel... He runs up to this bowl of ramen with this little egg yolk butt sticking out of it. And he just looks at it and he's like, puts a paw or a hoof in front of his nose. And he says, shh, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Like the three I've done. Woo! Can we pause real quick and just think about that? Like the first person who saw like a chicken like poop out an egg, right. and somebody looked at it and was like, I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> yeah.
many people have died from just eating something they found and just been like, oh. Lots. Oh, yeah. Oh, lot. Nah. Gotta Steve, remember Steve that. Steve. Steve ate here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not eating that. <laughs> no. Nope.